Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. So what's the longest-term relationship you've ever been in? I, I think Two years, six months, 17 days, 14 hours, and seven minutes. How much of that was bullshit? The entire thing. <laughs> so, really? Uh, yeah, the longest I've been in is two years. Two I mean, years. maybe maybe like three off and on, but consistently two years. Okay. And what do you mean by off and on? Like a, uh, like a collective break? Yeah. Like you guys agreed that, hey, you know what? We're going to break right now. Uh, no, maybe it might have been me that ended it. Oh. And then uh, I kind of went back and entertained it um and then it just never turned into anything hmm. and then we let it go and then we came back to it and tried one more time and then it just didn't work out yeah okay so kind of instead of just ending it you kind of let it Linger. run around mm-hmm. like a chicken with its head cut off yeah why why do you ask so master of none episode two which season Season two. Oh yeah, that was a good episode. That was a good. You know, it's funny because I've I've lived that in some respects, as in, but it wasn't a serious ex whose wedding I went to. I mean, I, I think the whole premise was it was eleven years. Right. Well, wow, that's a long time. That though. is a long time. How does someone do that? I don't think I don't I've know. ever known someone that's been in a relationship for more than, you know. Uh, well, I guess at this point, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, like yeah. that. Yeah. Like intimate for that long, right? I heard someone talking about, "Oh yeah, I, I was with my ex for eight years." I was like, "You're, you're 26. How how old were you when you guys got together?" Yeah, right. So okay, uh, I'm guessing they're in their 30s, right? They have to be in their 30s, so right, probably early 30s. Um, 1984 was a date that stands out because I think that was in one of the episodes, uh, Master of None. So okay. I'm guessing they're around our age. Okay. I would say 11 years, and they're in their 30s, that took up the entire... 20s. 20s. Would have had to. Yeah. So 11 years puts them... Probably like 29, 30 when they broke up, and if they're on our age, 32, 33... Yeah. Or maybe he... Yeah, that would make sense, because then she's been with someone else, got married, as far as timeline, storyline goes. Sure. Kills your whole 30s, or it kills yeah. your whole 20s. Right. So that was kind of... Um, that would have been like if I had broken up with... Anna, and not got married. You guys have been together 11 years? No, we just hit 11 years. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Wait, how old are we? Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you that? You just said it earlier tonight. Oh. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Oh, my, because my, my friend, she- start saying um, Buddha. Yeah. What, Buddha? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same effect. <laughs> uh, Allah. My, Muhammad, <laughs> my friend. No one says that because she doesn't want. She didn't want to curse in front of her kids when they were young. She would say Cheetos instead of saying shit. <laughs> huh. So now our kids say Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos and Cheez-Its. Yeah, that's weird. No, I mean, but it re- really, I mean, really big tangent here. No one goes around saying Yahweh. <laughs> it's like who who says that? Like no, no. everybody says Yahweh. Yeah, right. Um, especially in Southern California, <laughs> but even I heard, uh, my Muslim friend, 
uh, say Jesus. I was like, I did too. How, and how I was does like, that relate uh, to you? <laughs> no, you can't. It's my Lord and Savior, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> She's a real nice lady. Shut up, St. Keith. <laughs> that was a canned ass fucking comeback, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> So, going back to uh, season two, episode two, Master of None, they're in Italy, and Arnold shows up. Right, and he's I'll, in. I will. T- I'll tell you what, man. That that whole episode, I it was so great. I I think I was watching like at two in the morning. I can't remember where I was, but I was watching. And I text Cliff, and I was like, "Not at home." No, I don't think I was. Oh, okay. I think I was on the road that month because all month of May I was on the road. Okay. It came out uh, second week of May. Okay, second week of May puts me in. College Station. Okay. Texas. Anyway, I had text Cliff and I was like, yo, did you watch season two, episode two of uh, Master of None? That whole montage where they're riding the, the scooters through the- The Vespas, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yo, is that low-key going to be our bachelor party right there? That's how we're getting down? Little Vespas in white linen suits? <laughs> Full white suit. Yeah. that's. I could pull that off. I have the complexion for all white. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really like that episode when they got stuck. I thought that was hilarious because Aziz stops and he's like, hold on, let me get a picture. I was like, I, that would totally be me. I was like, hold on, this situation is completely fucked up right now. Let's take a picture. Yeah, you're a dick. I would never think to take a picture of something like that. It would be funny. Memories, anyway, man. Anyway, what was the point that you were trying to make before I so the whole point, the, the whole point I was trying to make was he's in town for an ex's wedding. Yeah. And I remember you telling me something about you going to an ex's wedding or being invited or something. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show before where, yeah. you know. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't an ex in the sense of um, like someone I dated seriously, but it was like one of those like casual like friends with benefits. But she invited deal. you. Yeah. That's weird. Is it? Yeah, you're right. It's weird. Okay. Anyway, but it was like one of those things where you go for like that closure. Like, yeah, this is the end of this chapter. And, you know, this this is something that happened years ago. So it wasn't anything like, oh, you know, I still had feelings attached or any type of emotional investment in this. Uh, I guess you could call that a relationship. And this this is someone that I had been friends with for a while. So it, it was easy to transition out of it. And just back into the friendship and never cross any boundaries. But as a friend, did you love her? Like mm. that that friendly love? Like you cared about her? Oh, yeah, for or, sure. Okay, so was it difficult for you to see her get married even in, after having that r- kind of like romantic entanglement? No, not at all. Because I knew I wasn't going to love her the way that she wanted or deserved to be loved in that regard. I, I had homie love for her as in like I want good things to happen for you, but not homie love in the sense of... I wanted to be part of those good things that happened for your life. Yeah, well, I, I can't really relate to that. It hasn't happened to me. I don't think it'll ever happen to me. I was going to say, I don't think it'll ever happen at this point. No, <laughs> not at this point. I think if it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say I don't want to have that feeling. Like, I don't want to know what it feels like. Yeah. Because I think it it's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary part of life. Which, I, I don't even know. Like, if I was... In that situation, if I had to go to Italy to see, for example, like out of the episode, if I had to go to Italy to see one of my old loves get married, I I guess it would be an excuse to go to another country, but why would I put myself through that? It's like, I would be miserable. I had had a girl call me, not just a girl, this is uh, a past love, as you had referred to it, call me while she was en route to Vegas to get married, to tell me. 
that she was on her way because I think she wanted me to to stop her and to either show up and uh, stop the wedding and to profess my love for her or something. I don't know. But that was pretty much the end of that <laughs> when she got married. You're like, no, hey, I'm happy for you. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was just making a bunch of bad decisions. So, I mean. That's, yeah, you're, you should have, uh, what was that movie with the guy that busts into the church and it's a wrong church? I don't know. And then he, he's like, oh shit. And then he busts in and it's like the right church. Oh, it was, um, was it Wayne's World? Never saw it. I gotta find that movie now. Fuck. Anyway, if that did happen, I'm sure... Um, there's a line out of, out of that that Arnold says in the episode. He says it only gets harder, scarier, or something like that now that we're 30. So this was in my early 20s. This was like when I was 22, 23. So what do you think that would be like now? You know, Someone that you were in it for the long term, your long term, right? My long term. Well, one, your long one term is, isn't long term. <laughs> uh, one is married with kids. Another is married with kids. Another is engaged. Uh, you should go to that wedding for the show. We <laughs> 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 wedding crash it. No, that <laughs> would that it. would be drama and a half, bro. That would be drama. I don't. I wouldn't want to be in that wedding. Let's do it for the show. Not even for the show. What did we make San Keys do tonight for the show? <laughs> Dick chicken. <laughs> hey man, we got to write about it. <laughs> we we have an experience to share. Right. Coming soon. It's going to be on the blog. Talk 30 to me. Hey, we should have like dick chicken um, like accessories. What? For playing it like costumes for your dick. <laughs> it's called Tuggies. No, you know how like, you know, like in Angry Birds, you can go to the shop and customize <laughs> your Angry Bird. It would be like, <laughs> you can make like angry dick. Dick mm, chicken. Maybe there is a market for it, but I highly doubt it. It would be a very underground market. Wow. All, <laughs> our, all our transactions would have to be encrypted. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, going back. No, I'm not going to crash her wedding, first and foremost. Uh, and, and two, I would say one of the girls I was, I was hurt about, uh, knowing that she was going to get married and have a family and all that stuff, that really, that really stung because I, I, I saw myself with her for the long term. But I also didn't think, well, I'm never going to find love or I'm never going to find anyone like her. It was definitely a, uh, not say a long road, but it took time to kind of grow and mature and and it, and it start attracting women that were better suited for what I needed as far as the emotional support, okay, uh, and and uh, the type of intimacy I'm, I look for. So, in terms of how you've been shaped, and I I could probably go real deep on this one, but. All right. In, in terms of how your past and your past relationships have shaped you now, what is the one major takeaway? What do you mean one major takeaway? One major... Like oh, from each sorry. relationship or no, from... No, from overall. The from one, overall. The biggest... Not overall. I wouldn't say overall. The biggest, most impactful relationship that you've had in terms of shaping you and how you are today or how you approach relationships or even how you approach life. I think uh, the one where the girl called me while she was on her way to Vegas, that one had a profound effect on my <laughs> my self esteem, uh, my approach you, in relationships. But hold on, you took classes. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't Again. say I did very well in them. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that one, that one even changed. Like, I think I had a very <laughs> idealistic view of what love was and what relationships were and yeah. how they would work. Um, and after that relationship, I think it very much tainted my view on things. And I had a very... So you got more, like, cynical? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little more cynical. Started hating life a little bit. <laughs> no, not hating life. Just had more of a realistic perspective than this, like... Oh, it's all sunshine and butterflies. Like, mm, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, it can be, and it is at times. But it's yeah. It's just there's always it, there's going to be work sometimes that needs to happen in order to get back to those sunshine and butterfly moments kind of well, deal. Fuck, I think everybody needs that kind of experience in their life because if you really don't have that, in a lot of ways, you're kind of naive. Yeah, you're naive to the realities of. <laughs> Love. Yeah. Right. And that happened for me at 23. And that's why I think 23 was my, the roughest year of my twenties. Uh, and, and it definitely, definitely played an interesting role in how it affected me or my approach going into relationships. And I think that left me a lot more guarded. It gave me some trust issues. It gave me a different perspective. You left, you went I, in a boy, you came out of man. <laughs> no, I think that was when I got into a new relationship way before I was emotionally ready. And it affected mm. that relationship, which in turn did not end up working out because I just didn't have a solid foundation to build upon. And that was a huge <clears throat> learning moment. Yeah. I was about to say, very good learning experience. Yeah. Brutal. It was it was a tough couple years. That, that relationship too. Yeah. Wow. I can't really... Uh, parallel that but I can kind of give insight I I, I don't think uh, let me think I I don't really know how any past relationship has impacted me I don't I I don't internalize it but I know they have I I would have to say I the only way that past relationships have really impacted me was I found out what I wanted because I, I went through God I can't even really remember, but it it was at a very rapid pace after I broke up with um, one of my exes, uh, the original, the OG ex, right, uh, at UCR. The one and, that brought you to UCR? Yeah. Mm. And <clears throat> after that, it was just rapid, a rapid succession of... Hoes? In different area codes. <laughs> it... I don't I don't know why, but I, I really was on the hunt for answers, you know, to myself, trying to find myself in, in other people. Interesting. You were trying to find yourself in other people. Yeah. That it was a is that, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Is that how you justified I guess how many notches on your belt you got? Oh, I was just looking for myself. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It could be. I can't really internalize that. I, I don't know. Right now, I'm looking back at it and saying, oh, yeah, this is what I was doing. Yeah, all right. Trying to justify it. Yeah. But in the time, I think I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care. There's nothing to care about anymore. And then, you know, I met Anna and that changed. I don't know what changed. I don't know how it changed. But it had to be something that happened before her that just clicked. and It made sense. Hmm. You know? But it still took you like six years. Mm-mm. How long after you guys Two, after, after, about. after it made sense for you to get married? Oh, it took uh, it took my wife and I to get married. Um, yeah, from UCR to yeah, six years. Right. 
Jeez. So I think I, I know for myself. Well, there was a lot going on too. <laughs> okay, you don't have to justify. It. Don't get no, defensive. No, I mean, there was. In, in <laughs> like all, what? I was still in school. I was gonna get married in school. Are you fucking kidding me? There were a few people that were married in undergrad. Ah, uh, no, that's not the right move. How do you know? Because we've grown. We grow so much throughout all four years. Yeah. Who's to say that you aren't growing apart from that person that you're trying to grow toward? Who's to say that you are? It's tough. Everyone relates differently to that. But with the stress of school and and all that responsibility, you know, finishing, that's important. Like, I knew a couple of people that got married and didn't finish their degree. Yeah, I did too. I wonder if we knew the same people. Just kidding. Because <laughs> one of the girls I dated ended up dropping out and then getting married and having kids and the whole nine. Yeah. It's not... Not ideal, I would say. So that was out of the question for us. And then after that, I went to grad school. And then after that, you know, we got married. After grad school? Yeah, about a year after. Mm. Uh, a year and a half. Yeah. For, for me, I think, going back to what I was trying to say earlier, all the girls that I've dated, it's kind of been like, at first, I was looking for one particular experience, right? I wanted that. Uh, familiarity, someone that like I kind of grew up with or that I I feel like they understood where I came from. And then when that didn't work, then I was like, oh, let me dive into something that's a little more intriguing for something that I'm looking for in myself, right? Let me go for that artsy or that, that, that actually the artsy came after the academic, the person that was always kind of kept me on my toes and always kind of teaching me something, diving into things a little more in depth than I'd ever done before. And then I wanted the artsy. And then after the artsy, I wanted someone that was less business-minded and less of a partnership and more of a relationship. And Trying then, to find yourself in other people. You think so? I don't know if that's what I... It's exactly I, what you're describing, I don't, in my opinion, my take on it. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I can see where you feel that way. But for me, it was I was looking for a partner that was going to compliment me best. And I was to trying find, to figure... So I knew myself the entire time. I was trying mm-hmm. to find someone that's going to fit with me. Yeah, sure. And um, don't remember when this conversation took place but it was a conversation that i was having and what stood out to me was that we were always trying to find someone that balances us out right it's finding the other person that fills in the gaps to what we're lacking mm-hmm. i think it was probably over the weekend in my opinion that is the exact definition of trying to find yourself in someone else you're trying to find that missing piece you're trying to find that person that compliments you right well you're trying to figure out where you're at, all right? Uh, okay, let me rephrase that. Because I was, was going to say, oh, you want to, okay, rephrase. You're trying to find who you are by finding who you're not. And I take the opposite approach. I know who I am and what I lack. So I was looking for people that had the things that I didn't have. So that way, when we had a family, we would have all the bases covered as far as mm. passing on that knowledge of those experiences. Sure. Sure. It, 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 I guess it would go with like the less self-aware people that are still trying to find them themselves. And that's a lot. I mean, I see it all over social media with my, with my friends. It's, I don't, I, I don't know. I see it a lot for people in their thirties and it's stifling. It doesn't really register with me, but I can, I can see where it's at. A lot of the people maybe haven't opened themselves up to have a lot of the experiences that we've opened ourselves up to. Or maybe they've oversaturated a lot of what they're um, 
what they're going for. Maybe they, they've gone after the same kind of person and haven't really branched out and learned something new. I can see you that. Know, it could be I, a lot of different things. I don't think that someone can go a full 30 years and not have most of those experiences already. I think that's pretty natural progression in Either evolution. Either hand or first hand. Yeah, yeah second hand or first hand. To, to get into something and just be completely unfamiliar or just not know exactly what's kind of going on or what to expect. Sure. You know, I know for myself, I had a couple relationships where I was very sure and so sure about it that when it didn't work out, I was completely shook and it really threw me back. And I, I had to really take that, that, well, once I was able to wear out of the, uh, wear, wear off the funk from the breakup and how much it affected me, then I could actually take a step back and, and assess and, and really take apart, okay, what were the learning moments from this relationship? What can I take? What can I build upon? What can I let go um, in, in moving forward? Yeah, I think you've mentioned that before. That's, that's deep. But, but it took me, in one of them, it took me almost over a year to do that. And this was just off of like maybe a six-month relationship that I was just head over heels. You have to have the willingness to do so, right? Yeah. Sometimes you get out of a relationship and you're like, fuck, I, I just don't want to do anything right now. Yeah. You know and I mean, mean, that could be borderline depression. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like even even some days when you get home from work, you're like, fuck, I really don't want to. I have shit to do, but I don't feel like doing anything. It's like that with the, with the breakup. Mm-hmm. It's like just so much energy went into what you were doing that you have nothing left that you need to simply recharge. Mm-hmm. The basis of every human spirit is the fact that we're not 24-7. And once we realize that, I think that's when we start to take a little bit better care of ourselves, both mentally and physically. You know, I think it was probably around 24, 25 uh, when me and Cliff actually started making active uh, plans to have like mental health breaks uh, from you know all the stuff that we're involved in from 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 the music stuff, the film, all those different things, we get to a certain point. We finish a project. Okay, let's not take mm-hmm. anything on for a month or two, yeah. and and just re- regroup, refresh ourselves, so we don't burn out. Because I think between twenty twenty three to twenty five. We were running on all cylinders and never taking a break. Yeah. And it started to affect our work. And then when we, we, you know, when I went through a breakup, it really affected my output of work, the quality of work, the thoughtfulness of my work. And, and it just became, I don't want to say shallow, but there was just no depth to it. There was right. less no thought substance. to it. Yeah. Or if there was too much depth and thought, it was some very dark shit, you know, mm. especially, I will say it was probably one of the best songs I ever wrote, but it was sad as shit. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It isn't. It isn't. But, you know, you I mean, sell art. a song and then you think it's going to go out on so-and-so's album and you're really excited and then it gets uh, cut. It's just another heartbreak after another. Mm. <laughs> Preach it. Preach it. <laughs> that's, that's the reality of art, though, right? I mean, not yeah. to get off topic completely, but art is where you're at at that point in time. It represents you and it's a good... Something good to look back on and say, hey, you know what? I was there and I'm not there now. And you can look back with that appreciation, that learned um, mindset where you have the experience now that you can just fall back on as a safety net. Yeah. You know, you know what that reminded me of that. Did you, you ever watch Boy Meets World? 
Oh, yeah. There was an episode where Eric, the older brother, was dating this girl, and it was cool, it was cool, and then he just broke up with her, and she took it super hard and wrote the song, and it became a hit. Oh, yeah, I do remember could, that. And she could, ne- and then... Uh, Did he, he go back to, like, be her agent or something? No, like no, 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 no. I think he went back, and he heard the song, and he felt bad, and he apologized, and he wanted to make up with her and make things right, and then she was all happy again, and then she wrote a happy song, and it was a complete flop. Huh. And so she wanted him to, like, break up with her again so she could write another amazing oh, song. Yeah, maybe I don't remember that. Okay. But I, well, I think that was the premise. In my head, that's how I remember it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, you know, thinking about that and wanting, I I have been there and, and worked in that capacity, and I, I did not like it. I, I did not want to keep, stay there. And coming coming back and going full circle, what I'm talking about, because we were talking about art and, and creating, and yeah. this is something we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm with the future of art and the future of creating. And, it, and it's where we are now is people only show the highlights, the highlight reel, mm-hmm. right? They only show the positives. They don't show, they don't have the balance of the, the highs and the lows. I think that's what's important with any type of growth is the honesty that comes with what, what brought about the growth and why it's so significant to, to experience those moments. Not to necessarily put yourself in it purposefully, but when you're in it to recognize it, to understand what you're going through, to be able to take a step back and, and realize the moments that you're in, what you're living, but also know it, like this isn't the end and this isn't the end all be all of sorts, but this is normal. Pain is normal. Hurt is normal. I, ideally, and in most cases and many times, it's just temporary. This isn't how your life is going to be yeah. from this day moving forward. Oh, yeah. But when you're in it and you're in the thick of it, when it's like really dark, like it feels like this is what it's going to be like forever. But it it doesn't have to be. And I think a lot of people, if they don't know or they don't hear that this could be temporary if you're willing to take a step back or go seek help, go seek advice or talk this out or learn from this and make active changes to to improve or to change the, the direction that you're headed in, this is a normal milestone emotional milestone that you're going to hit and you have to experience and that you have to go through. And it may not be the most glamorous shit, but it's the shit you kind of got to go through to get to the the cool shit. You said one thing that I want to kind of follow up on. It's temporary, but it's hard for someone that's in the moment to realize that it is in fact temporary because they might not have had the opportunity to see outside of where they're currently at before. It might be the first time that they're going through something like that. And it might be an impossible feeling to latch on to that hope that it will get better. So how do you do that? How do you cope, right? You kind of have to figure it out on your own. You kind of have to just go at it and see what happens. But some people don't make it out. Yeah. Some people can't make it out. One, because they don't know how. And two, because they just don't feel like it can end. Or hopelessness, right? Or that's uh, <laughs> to quote Hitch again. <clears throat> that's the only way they stay connected to that memory is through that pain. Wow. Will Smith, kudos. You've been quoted more times in a week than I care to relate to. That was number five. That was number five. But end of the day, I mean, you can't help anybody that isn't ready to be helped. But one day you'll wake up and you'll just be tired of living this shit or this funk or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you'll you'll be ready to take active steps in making change 
You know, not everyone gets there at the same time. And that's all right. It's all normal. If you or a loved one suffers from mild <laughs> or moderate depression, <laughs> please seek help from a medical professional. Look, we're all human. We all experience ups and downs in our lives. If you know someone that's going through this, reach out. Because sometimes all people need is the hope that someone understands what they're going through. Or to be reminded of their value. That too. That's very important. And a lot of times people are going to approach it very cynical. In, in a, And a lot of times people are going to approach it in a very cynical manner where they might think that you're just kind of blowing smoke to get them to get them by, to get them through that rough patch in their lives. If you are that person, there are people in the world that care about you outside of the people that you're emotionally invested in, right? You might not know it. There are people out there that love you that you might not know that actually love you, that care about you, that care about you well, your well-being. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. To and laugh. If, and if nobody loves you. To pray. Me and Turg will love you. To see the other day. I'm just making up lyrics. <laughs> and on that, we will catch you guys next week. You can find me at I am Randy Z if you want to reach out and say what's up. Turg, where can they find you? You can find me at Turg Says No on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, Turg and Randy Z love you. Ah, yeah. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Peace. You may finish your thought. You know, not everyone gets there at the same time. inhale your fart oh i love it why haven't you like when you fart in bed and you, you, hear, you hear the tone in his voice how it changed like oh maybe i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go home first thing he's gonna do <laughs> dutch oven himself <laughs> that's not how you get paid guy back that's an american blowjob bro <laughs>
Nobody loves you. Turg and Randy Z love you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>